Welcome to Magical Storybook, a collection of children's stories from around the world. Odysseus and the Cyclops is a story from the book The Odyssey, adapted and narrated by Rhianna Meehan. Odysseus was travelling across the sea on his voyage home. His fleet of twelve ships were laden with riches of war. In the distance he saw a rocky headland with smoke rising from it. Anchor here, Odysseus instructed his men. I shall go with a small party to see what kind of people live there. Who knows, perhaps they are friendly fishermen or farmers who will invite us to share some roast mutton or fish. Taking a casket of good wine as a gift, Odysseus and some of his soldiers rowed to the shore. They walked for a while and soon they came upon an enormous cave where they found baskets of cheese and great pots of milk, but not a living soul. Let us get out of here, the men begged. Nothing good will come of it if we stay in this airy place. But Odysseus didn't listen to their pleas, for he was curious. Have a rest, men, he said, and let us see who comes in. Well, this was a very bad decision, for this island was the home of the brutal giants who had just one eye in the middle of their forehead. They were the Cyclops, a wild and lawless tribe with each giant living in his own cave. They had not been there long when Polyphemus, a giant Cyclops, entered the cave, driving his flock of lambs and goats from the hills. Once inside, he rolled a large rock to block the cave entrance, so heavy that twenty wagons couldn't have moved it, and then he began milking his flock. Suddenly, he noticed the strangers. What do you want here? he roared in a thunderous voice. We've been shipwrecked, Odysseus panicked. We need help. Polyphemus roared with laughter, then picked up two of the crew and swallowed them whole. Odysseus and the other crew members stood horrified, unable to move for fear. The giant licked his lips and said to Odysseus, What's your name? I'm called No One, said Odysseus, hatching a plan. Well, No One, said the Cyclops, I adore human flesh and I shall eat you all one by one. Then he went to sleep. The terrified men tried desperately to think of a way to escape the cave. They thought about killing the Cyclops, but then they realised that they wouldn't be able to move the rock that blocked the entrance and they would never see daylight again. The next morning Polyphemus ate another two crew members and drove his flock outside before blocking the entrance to the cave again. Odysseus was furious but he kept calm and he and the remaining crew thought up a plan. They would have to blind the Cyclops if they were to escape. They found a long wooden club in the cave which they sharpened at one end to a point. Then they sat and waited for Polyphemus to return. At dusk they heard the rock being pushed aside. 
and a moment later the Cyclops walked in, driving his flock back into the cave. Odysseus said, Let us go, Cyclops, and I will give you this cask of wine. Wine is much tastier than human flesh. Polyphemus took a sip. He liked it. You're right, he agreed. But what happens when I finish the wine? I'll be hungry again. No, I won't let you go. The Cyclops finished the whole cask of wine and then fell to the ground asleep. Now this is what Odysseus had been hoping for. He put the pointed end of the wooden club into the fire and drove it into the giant's eye. Polyphemus was furious and tore the club out of his eye, but now he was blind and helpless. Hearing his screams, his Cyclops neighbours ran to his cave and cried, What's wrong, Polyphemus? Has somebody hurt you? Polyphemus hollered, No one! No one has hurt me! On hearing these words, the other Cyclopses went back to bed muttering, What's he shouting about when no one's hurting him? The fool! Odysseus sighed with relief. His plan had worked. The next morning, the giant rolled away the rock and let his sheep and goats out one by one. He ran his hand over the back of each to make sure that none of the Greek soldiers were trying to escape. But Odysseus had tied his companions to the bellies of some of the largest rams with the thickest coats. Then he grabbed onto the last ram's belly himself. They escaped the Cyclops' cave without him knowing. We're not out of danger yet, Odysseus whispered. We must keep quiet, for if Polyphemus hears us, he'll send the other Cyclopses after us. Secretly, they drove the flock to the boats, and they were soon aboard their ship, sailing safely away. Odysseus looked back and saw Polyphemus on the island, feeling around for his lost sheep. If anyone asks who blinded you, he shouted, tell them that it was Odysseus. Oh, fool that I am, cried the giant. A fortune teller once told me that I would lose my sight at the hands of someone with that name. But I was expecting another giant, not a weak human worm. Then he shouted out, Do not rejoice too soon, Odysseus, for my father is the god Poseidon who rules the seas. He will make sure that you never see your home again. Although the men felt uneasy, fearing that Poseidon would at any moment avenge the attack on his son, the sea remained calm and the ships sailed on. But one day, a gigantic wave rose from the sea, lifting Odysseus' ships and flinging them against a rock where they broke like shells. Odysseus was the only one to survive. He gripped the keel of the ship and stayed afloat for nine days and nine nights until the sea eventually cast him out onto a small island. There, he took an axe and cut down some strong trees and built a raft. Then he set out for home once more. Odysseus was sitting dreaming of home when his raft floated into the path of Poseidon. 
He was on his way back from a feast with Polyphemus, his blinded son. Poseidon sent the most vicious storm upon Odysseus. The raft fell apart and Odysseus was only saved by clinging on to a large beam of wood. Eventually, Odysseus was tossed ashore onto an island at the very end of the earth, far from his homeland. The island was inhabited by peace-loving people called the Phaeacians. They were excellent sailors who owned magical ships that could steer themselves to any place on the seas. They sailed only by night and were faster than any bird. When Odysseus told the king Alcinous about his journey, the king said, You poor man, now your troubles will be over. The king ordered one of his finest ships to take Odysseus home. He loaded it with food and fine gifts, and the next day it took to the seas with Odysseus aboard. Before the break of dawn, Odysseus finally arrived back home to Ithaca and he watched as the Phaeacian ship sailed away. Odysseus gazed at the familiar hills and the green meadows and the soft woods and fertile fields, and he lived out his days in peace.